0: my husband is in jordan montana
1: yeah he i know i've, I've i mean you told you told you told before. me but i don't think you've told them okay
0: my husband is a paleontologist now he primarily sorts fossiliferous sediment from the university of washington's paleontology lab that and this is basically it's literally bags of dirt that they've collected from their yearly digs at hell creek montana mhm and there's little tiny microfossils in there. There's little bitty teeth. There's tiny, tiny skulls. There's little vertebrae and fractions of like tibia and shit. And he's found some really incredible things. He's found like in his last sort. I think he found something like 13 or 14 mammal teeth. Mm-hmm. And normally, like, normally their sorters are excited to find one in a, in a set.
1: Yeah, from from what you've talked about and from what I've seen him posting on Twitter about, it seems like he's actually really good at finding the stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, he, he finds stuff that other people would miss.
0: Yes, he's really, he's really good at it. He's really passionate about it. He's found yeah. some really incredible, like, he found a, an intact, like, small Tyrannosaurus tooth at one point. He's found lots of, he's found so much, like, fossilized scute like, like turtle
1: shells and shit. Yeah really good stuff do you think the scientists who like get the report back are like fuck yeah gary did this one
0: (laughs) i don't know but i hope so they get a bunch back they're like oh yeah we got a coal bag yeah yeah we (laughs) we
1: can't there can't be that many people who do this
0: no i don't think it has
1: to be a it's got to be a small you know that when you like work in a specific job where like certain people send you back things or whatever and you're like then you know who's good and who's bad and you're like oh man this is a this is from the bad person i'm gonna have to redo it and then you're like from jared you're like oh boy jared jared can't find teeth and dirt for shit and then you're like (laughs) he wouldn't know a tooth if it bit him in the ass and then like whoever the people are that send them out like the researchers who are actually doing this work who were really dependent on that coming back are probably overjoyed that He's so good at finding <laughs> all this shit.
0: <laughs> to see all those tiny, tiny little mammal teeth. Yeah, it's it's really. He loves it. He and then when they were planning for this year's dig, because once a year they go to Montana for like three weeks they dig up as much as they can they make progress on the big digs like the heat like oh and there's a triceratops here that we've been really slowly uncovering mm-hmm. and they were like you know you're part of the team do you want to come on this dig and he was like <gasps> yes <laughs> so for months he's been planning this trip he's got he rented a car he got our like, because we've been talking about we want to we want to become people who are comfortable camping because mm-hmm. it sounds like it would be a wonderful experience if we could just get a good night's sleep <laughs> so we've done a lot of research about How to camp with comfort. Yeah. He's been sending like photos and videos of their base camp, but it's not there's not exactly a super strong signal out at the dig
1: site. I bet I bet bet there's not. (laughs) I'm pretty sure dinosaur bones don't have Wi-Fi. No. Or 5G. (laughs) This T-Rex skeleton does not have Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can I get 5G on this dead dinosaur? experience. Yeah, a bonus experience. We've we've had guests for a couple episodes. Yeah, that's right.
0: I haven't. been I'm so sorry. There's been a lot of stuff going on, and yeah. I can't talk about all of it. But yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Everything's okay. That's all right. You're here now. I'm here now. My dog is, is like looking at me with the big eyes. He's very mopey.
1: Yeah. The other adult isn't here. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> Hope, this, hopefully, this, this big your your struggles will be over soon. And if if yeah. they're not, well, there might be another guest episode. It is what it is. (laughs) We do what we can. Yeah, we're we're gonna keep trying to get the show out, keep it rolling, give you guys the content that you're paying for, and hopefully keep your finger. Everybody, cross your fingers that Ray's struggles are over soon,
0: including those uh, beautiful certificates. Yes, that are still available.
1: Um, this is bonus experience. Yes, it is. Uh, We are a podcast with the deeper look at the play experience, the finer details of running and writing games.
0: We are queer women speaking
1: with authority about games. And yes. We swear. mad die die right about, about, right. about it. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Monica, industry professional, game developer and designer. I don't have a
0: dog. I'm Ray, um, game designer, industry professional, fiction writer. I have a dog, and he's yeah. breathing directly on me with his barbecue, br- his barbecue grill breath. Incredible. He- he- I, have,
1: I have many cats, but they're not here right now. Yeah, no, my cats are not here. My dog, is Buddy. He loves you.
0: I have. I have to
1: go let my dog out. Okay.
0: Go. Will you go. continue?
1: Why don't you tell them all about the different things that we've done
0: and published and written? And...
1: I, you know, that would that's going to involve me remembering them. It's a long list. But yeah, I mean, like, it's a big list. And like, if you really want to know everything that I've worked on that's out, you can search my name. On Drive Through RPG, but you have to look at it on desktop, not on mobile, because on mobile it will credit me with everything, and I've worked on a lot, but not literally everything. You did great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so today we're gonna talk about beloved topic of the internet: does system matter? Oh God, God, what y'all. is it so good Whoa. for? Absolutely something. Some, maybe. Some, some, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like, we don't know. It? We're gonna we're gonna talk about it.
0: We're gonna have to discuss it.
1: Yeah. For the so next we're gonna, thirty
0: minutes, at we're least. Gonna, at least. And go back and forth, and maybe stop in the middle to talk about another podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thirty to forty-five minutes, typically. Uh, if you're a patron, it'll go on probably closer to an hour. That's what you get from us—like f- so... fifteen to thirty extra minutes of content every episode.
0: Yeah. What is it they're saying? System doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Or does matter. This is an <laughs> argument. Right, right. So who keeps saying this and why?
0: Well, I mean, I keep seeing it on Twitter and like the indie TTRBG sphere. Mm-hmm. And normally when it's like, you know, once again eating itself in some kind of cursed Ouroboros. Uh-huh. <laughs> the old indie gamers. I think it's, it's like, uh, like some, like a counterculture, like a thing. Like I, I don't fucking, I don't fucking know. I'm going to blame it on D&D. Okay, that's fair.
1: Yeah, I see most of this from people online, largely on Twitter. And since I started hanging out on Tumblr more, I don't really see posts like this oft- as often. Like, it's one of the on- few
0: things that Tumblr doesn't have something
1: to say about. Yeah, Tumblr, like, Tumblr's tabletop RPG tag is people being excited about their D&D OCs. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just people talking about their game blurbos. Yeah, yeah, it's talking about their game blurbos or their campaigns or, like... Sometimes there's that basic DM advice thing that annoys me, but, like, I care about it less on Tumblr because people can, like, talk on Tumblr. You can write out a whole post because it's a blog, not a microblog. And, like, I've seen, like, I got onto Tumblr, I was surfing through the TTRPG tag, and I saw a post about Blades in the Dark and a post about Through the Breach, like, right away. And it was like, oh, (laughs) uh, okay, fuck, fuck ever talking about RPGs on Twitter ever again. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but but really it feels when I see this on Twitter it really feels like inflammatory clickbait to get people infested in design angry and then create engagement and viral threads uh, which is clearly working because we're right here yeah. doing an episode on the fucking topic <laughs> yeah <laughs> so great job I guess yeah. I guess uh, <laughs> like the I, that, like the I guess I guess I guess <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's let's broadly define what the fuck system means here. Well, well, this is this is
0: a Monica thing. I'll take a stab at it. It's um, it's like the rules and stuff, like the dice that you use or don't use. Like so, maybe you use cards or whatever. It's yeah. like the resolution mechanics. Mm-hmm. It's how you make your character uh-huh. and the things your character can do. Uh-huh. And it's like it's like all the it's like the rules and stuff. That system, right? Yeah, that's close enough.
1: Hey, all right. Hey, I learned something from the five years of BC. <laughs> what, if, what if I just what if I just left that there and didn't elaborate? <laughs> what if I just was like Define yeah. system
0: refused to elaborate." Please. Right.
1: <laughs> uh to be maybe a little bit more specific or technical, which I didn't outline. I'm just going to do this off the cuff. I left it at that joke and then was like, "That's funny." And then Past Monica was like, that, that'll be great. Present Monica was like, why didn't I write any other notes? I have ADHD. I can't not elaborate. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will explain. That is a threat. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're, you are right. You kind of hit on all the, all the big things. It's like character creation is sort of the focus of the game. It's the, it is the specific rules. And then like the functions of the specific rules to create the experience that you are trying to create. Like the way Trinity Continuum always gives you a clue for free, right? That's part of the system when you're doing yep. an investigation, because it wants you to be hyper-competent investigators because you're supposed to be playing, like, leverage-type characters. like
0: or, or like how Exalted will give you bonus dice if you describe Her. your action in a particularly interesting way because it's trying Her. to support a cinematic playstyle.
1: Right. Or like Bluebeard's Bride has the meta move Shiver with Fear where you're supposed to call out a player who looks scared yeah
0: yeah because it's a horror game and it wants to encourage
1: that kind of play it wants you to encourage telling a scary ghost story and so we're kind
0: of we're kind of spoiling the rest of the episode by talking about how system encourages play
1: we do (laughs) that's we're gonna talk about that at the very end but like we're gonna this is the teaser to the to us talking about that later because those are the things that define the system And they are the the widgets no matter what they are that encourage play and it doesn't matter if they have dice it doesn't matter if they are meta like the bluebeard's bride example it doesn't matter if they're tokens like in belonging outside belonging all of those are mechanics all of those are system and all of those encourage play right exactly and that will be very important this is a special tool which we will use later
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay then then what do people mean when they say system doesn't matter
1: I kind of really think this is more like a thought experiment, and that's me being charitable. Mm. It bears the meta question, how much do the rules of the game matter? I know I have done this. Have you? Where you've enjoyed a game and you just didn't engage with any of the systems, you just sort of were in character and were talking, and it was sort of like forum RP, but with people. And it's great, right? Yeah, exactly. And if that's the case, are all the rules made up and the points don't matter? (laughs) like is all tabletop rpg enjoyment just one long kind of less funny game of who's line (laughs) (laughs) all right so So in the the counter then when
0: people say system does matter what do they mean when they're saying that is it just the counter of that like you can't just have who's line as
1: a as a ttrpg Right, but and see, even whose line has a system. Right, even, even whose line are has are like out. I was just about to say that. Even whose line has rules. Right, like <laughs> the game props has specific rules. Scenes from a hat have specific rules. The one game where they have to constantly uh, ask questions to each other has rules. Like you're out when right, you can't right. when you fuck up asking a question back. Right, and even
0: outside of those mini games, the buzzer means you're done. Right, or you know when the host gives you a prompt, you go you go along with the prompt. Like right. Yeah, right. You, like wait, you you take turns, you wait for the other person to bow out and then you take your turn.
1: Right. And and so like even those improv games have mechanics. Those are all mechanics. <laughs> Sorry if I just blew your mind. That's uh, a system, my guy. That's a system, my guy. And like, yeah, when you say a system does matter, the framing is that like you wouldn't have those moments without it. Even if you're yeah. not actively right. engaging with them at the moment.
0: Okay wow this sounds like it's like it has nuance or something
1: yeah almost like it would be better for a tumblr post
0: (laughs) now let's be careful because tumblr doesn't exactly do nuance either
1: (laughs) i mean that's fair a greater tumblr allergic to nuance tabletop tumblr pretty cool
0: i've started a new tumblr and i've i've taken a hard line against discourse if I see discourse, I'm <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I don't come to Tumblr for discourse. <laughs> Not anymore! BXP and the mid-episode break room are brought to you by the Misdirected Mark Network. Bing! Thank you. <laughs> Become a BXP patron! We like your money. Also, you get to <laughs> chat with us directly. You get special Discord roles. You get exclusive hangouts, like watching Ray make terrible certificates. For people. <laughs> Terry was my consultant. I couldn't <laughs> have done it without Terry. We love you, Terry. Terry Robinson of Mage the Podcast. Mwah. Friend love of the you. show. Friend of the show. Terold 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 Terrold, Terrold, <laughs> Terrold, Terrold <laughs> Robinson. Uh, you can support <laughs> us for as little as a dollar a month, and you get all of that stuff for as yeah. cheap as a buck. If you'd rather support BXP without Patreon, because we know Patreon can be a little... (sighs) Sometimes, but it's got the corner on the market, so, you know, is what it is. Uh, You can subscribe on Ko-fi instead, which gives all the same benefits. Gets ko-fi.com slash bonus exp. Or you can just buy our stuff. We have a swag page. BXPCast.com slash BXPSwag. You can get a t-shirt with our logo on it. You can get a t-shirt that says Margaret! With an exclamation point. Uh, You can get a t-shirt that says Die Mad About It. That's there. It's also on Nerdy Kepi, which BXP is sponsored by. So not only can you buy BXP exclusive stuff, like if you want a bug with the BXP logo that looks like a La- mocked up to look like a LaCroix logo, because we love water that's barely flavored. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you can buy those, but you can also buy all kinds of rad pride gear. Like I have, I'm currently wearing a pair of shorts that are the Buy Pride flag, and they've got little flowers, and they've got a whole bunch of animal skulls wearing flower crowns. And oh, it's adorable. They are the most comfy shorts I own. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. you. This I'm not just blowing smoke. I own a ton of their stuff. It's all super comfy. It's all really good. It's all queer as hell. Um, and it's the sort of queer stuff where, like, if your family is full of bigots, just, like, buy the trans, like, oil-on-water pattern type thing. And people will just be like, yeah, man, cool shorts. I like that they're pink and blue you'll be like, yeah. in your head, you'll be like, yeah, it's because I'm trans. But yeah. outwardly, yeah, you're that's like... One
0: of the great things about a lot of the designs that that Spider and company have up on Nerdy Kefi is that a lot of them are like, you know, I'm queer, I'm here, and go fuck yourself. But some of them are, like, stealth queer. So if you are like, I want to have some pride, but I'm not in a place where I can do that like, really openly, safely, you can still go buy some really comfortable, really handsome, and or beautiful prints that express your identity and your pride without like making it really obvious if you need to go like, you know, stealth fighter jet style.
1: Yeah. Or like if you just are worried about it, like at the office if you're still being made to go into the office. Or like at the family picnic if you're still being made to go to family picnics. (laughs) But nerdykeppy.com N-E-R-D-Y K-E-P-P-I-E and then use code BXPCAST at checkout, ten percent off, never expires. Sometimes the things are a little spendy. That's okay. They're an independent business and charging what they're worth. But hey.
0: Independently and queer owned. Please visit them. They're very cool. Give them your money.
1: And our, <laughs> our our code doesn't expire. So if you're like, those shorts were kind of expensive and I don't have money for shorts and a cool pair of shoes. You can buy the shorts one time. Use the BXP code get paid come back buy the shoes and still use bxp cast and get another 10 percent off on those shoes too and we get the money for both of them no matter how many times you use it so good deal anyway saying nice things is always free (laughs) it's always free if you've got no money at all you can just go leave us a review or just tell your friends we want to grow our audience we are really interested in meeting more people and having them come around and listen to us and our Good question mark advice. Good <laughs> advice?
0: <laughs> we're on Apple Podcasts,
1: we're on Podbean, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Stitcher. I think we might even be on Spotify. We we don't like Joe either, on, but, but we, we but we did that and that's where people listen to it, so whatever. Uh leave us a review, help us get more listeners, tell your friends we love it, that's best thing you can do for us. Yo, know, word of mouth is the most powerful advertisement. Sure is. And if you like bonus experience, you will also like Bone, Stone, and Obsidian. Jesse and Robert take a monthly deep dive into the Dark Sun setting and discuss it across all editions of D&D. So, does system not matter? Let's start with yes. System doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. system doesn't system matter. System doesn't matter. Nope, doesn't matter well, at
0: all. Well, showed this off with their Calvin Ball game,
1: um, <laughs> where
0: they showed you can really just have a mishmash of a bunch of different characters from different sources and just fucking roll with it. And system doesn't matter if everyone buys into the new paradigm or already understands the conversation and the stakes and is willing to basically self-moderate, in a sense. Mm -hmm. So in those situations, I would say, yeah, system doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course it doesn't. System system doesn't matter. No, of course it doesn't. The real enjoyment of a tabletop game is the act of playing. Right, exactly. And playing with your friends. It's diving into character. It's being surprised by people's choices. It's laughing at a surprisingly bad or good role. And it doesn't really matter what dice you're rolling, or whether you're flipping cards, or whether you're spending tokens, or what rules were involved. The outcome is more important than the means, right? Right. System doesn't matter. I know we've
0: talked before about... We've had a couple of episodes where we've talked about this idea the, of, a, of a queer game, right. um, which which I realize now, like, long after the fact that when we were talking about this game is queer or this game isn't queer, mm-hmm. what we were really doing was applying uh, queer reading, like queer yeah. literary criticism to Correct. the game. It's not that the game itself is inherently gay. Yeah, you yeah. um, Unless you're talking about, like, Thirsty Sword lesbians, which is textually about
1: gay characters. But even then, D6s aren't gay. There's nothing... Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, this this system supports gay stories. Right. But then when you look at something like D&D, where people who don't really know any better talk about how D&D is a gay game because their characters are gay. So we could say at that point, the system doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that D&D isn't textually supporting queer stories or queer characters. It doesn't matter that the most that we had for a long time was just like a sidebar where the writers were like, sure, queer people exist in this setting, and that was it. People were still like, yeah, D&D, it's where me and my gay friends can make gay buddies
1: and we make gay, gay adventures together. Yeah, we, we make gay blurbos and we make them kiss. Yeah.
0: yeah, so the system doesn't matter if you already have this ideal in mind and you're ready to just roll with it. Because it's, it's basically a way of committing fan fiction, I guess, on the system where you're finding that space. And kind of expanding it like, you know, ice in the cracks of a sidewalk. Like, you found that, you're Mm -hmm. going to make room for it yourself. So at that point, it doesn't matter whether the system is neutral or hostile even to the themes that you want to introduce, because ultimately you have complete control over how your game is going to go.
1: Right. And if you are, I have a friend who's been telling me awesome stories about her D&D group, and they play D&D, and I'm going to put that in air quotes real hard, because they're really just rolling D20s. And sometimes Mm -hmm. using spells. Yeah. And they're doing that to tell all kinds of stories, right? And it sort of kind of gave me the epiphany of like, no, system really doesn't matter. It's just means to an end, right? Mm -hmm. They wanted to tell a story and they wanted some randomization. And so they went with the thing that they're familiar with, which is rolling a d20 and some of the skills and some of that stuff. But also at that point, you're not really playing D&D anymore, are you? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah.
0: Well, no. Like, I, <laughs> of I, not. I,
1: I, I want to be clear that that I was actually pretty impressed by what she told me that they managed to play a Five Nights at Freddy's game using pieces of D and D, and I'm gonna say pieces of D and D because if I say D and D, people are like, "How did you dungeon crawl in Five Nights at Freddy's?" And I'm like, "Well, no, Five Nights at
0: Freddy's is kind of a dungeon, dungeon, dungeon crawl, crawl. except but- that you're the." the dun- they're crawling through the dungeon toward you well apparently <laughs> the it was it,
1: <laughs> it, it apparently it was closer based on security breach which i don't know if you've played or watched anybody play
0: yes yes uh, so
1: we have which is more dungeony honestly yes cuz you're wandering around the whole big area but they were playing the animatronics not the kid okay yeah. and then the, you, they they just really sort of they just used the I, the structure of a class to basically make a playbook yeah okay. for each character and i was like okay yeah you you used pieces of D D to tell the story right like yeah, and i yeah. think that sometimes when people are like pride and prejudice and dungeons and dragons well we know that one definitely had like ballroom maps and that is self-parodying but like when, when you do things we'll get to that later right when, when fans do things like when people do this on their own there's nothing wrong with that you are actually doing game design you're like yeah, smashing honestly, the pieces yeah. apart and then like making that your own. And I don't know that you're playing D and D anymore when you've taken the idea of a class and turned it into um, what's her name, Roxy the Wolf, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it takes that takes place in an ab- in an abandoned, possibly haunted Chuck E. Cheese Super Mall, right? Yes. <laughs> and I I don't know that you're playing D and D anymore, but you are using the pieces of it to create a thing that you want to make, right? And and I would argue too
0: that that your friend and their group should probably be writing down the different changes and notes that they're making, because there is absolutely... There are are absolutely people who would want to play a D20 Five Nights at Freddy's where you are the animatronics. Oh, I know several
1: perverts who would love that. (laughs) (laughs) And... And they're they're currently the person who and, I, and they also rotate through GMs, which is awesome. And so like they're also currently playing oh, that's D, really cool. D, properly D I and mean, D properly. That makes you sound like such an asshole. Like, out, like of D&D. out of the box, out of the box D and D. Yeah, where they're like, it's an adventure. There's dungeons. There's dragons. Right. Like more cla- <laughs> more sticking to the tools as presented. Right. Less right. Uh, and yes. that also sounds like a wonderful game they're in. And uh, they're just I'm just so happy that they're having such a good time. And I like yeah. I like wrote them a little improv system like real quick off the fly and i was like here's a here's a whole bunch of i was like oh my god you guys you guys need to here's some tools i'm gonna give you and then i taught them about question askers and blew their yes, fucking minds i remember that we <laughs> yeah we talked yeah. about that in our in our perception checks episode yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i brought up question askers so i think this is actually a pretty good way to like roll right into no system matters so much <laughs> Yes, system matters so much. System matters so much. It's actually extremely important. It's maybe one of the most important things to to this hobby. So yes, okay. I know
0: I just said that system doesn't matter at all, but system matters a lot. System is going to dictate what kind of game you're playing. Yeah, system determines what kind of actions are important. What kind of characters are the main characters in the story? What kind of story the game supports? If you have rules for Shooting from behind cover—that tells me your game is going to feature shooting from behind cover. Yep, it's not going to be about you know having a sword made of bone that you use to snap stab a sneak cult wizard, because you're <laughs> shooting from behind cover. Unle- right. Unless, unless som- somehow you have both, in which case that sounds extremely fucking rad. Uh, that's uh, that's exalted. <laughs> it's exalted. Uh, exalted as. Cover guns and well, I, bone I, swords, and snake cult yeah, I yes. like
1: Ex- Exalted has, if you're thinking at least about essence, Exalted has rules for cover, for shooting yes. from it, for shooting yes. into it, for having yes. a bone sword, and for stabbing yes. snake cultists. All of it. I
0: meant like shooting like a firearm. Oh, okay.
1: Well, but Exalted I mean, has those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they are literally firearms. But you also, Fire in essence, arms. at least you could just be like, yes, it's a pistol it's a prim- it's a it's an early it's black yeah, sure. powder weapon it's a it's yeah. a medium range weapon go away shut up
0: yeah there you go fine yeah fine. but but th- again that's that's where system comes into play where right. if if you don't ha- and like if uh like uh like we go to like there's she lesbians right the moves revolve around romance and intrigue and drama there's there's a move called what was it finally kiss Hang after on,
1: i have it right here hold on Finally, a kiss in a dangerous situation.
0: Right. That's a very, that tells me right there so much about what these games are going to be about. This right. is going to be a game about romance. This is going to be a game about intrigue and pining and feelings and and dramatic conclusions. We finally kiss after the danger has passed. Like, right. That right there tells you so much about what that game is about because it's written into the system. If Thirsty Sword Lesbians didn't have a system and was just like, I don't know, what if there was a game about gay girls? It wouldn't have nearly the kind of staying power because it doesn't have it doesn't have a rule set to prop those stories
1: up. I've played Thirsty Sword Lesbians a whole once, and it was wonderful and I wanna play it again.
0: I still haven't played it yet. I want desperately to play it. I know so many queer folks.
1: We could we could maybe talk Chaz into running it for us again, because Chaz ran it for me the last time. <laughs>
0: Oh, that would be wonderful. I would love
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put a, put a pin in that, because I want to talk about... Of course system matters so much. It's literally the most important thing. If that's the art form! Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, like, on the very surface level, the more restrictive a system is, the more you'll have to ignore it or bad things to adjust the play to play the game you want to play. Like, mm-hmm. ignoring the dungeon parts for running a Five Nights at Freddy's game, or, like, ignoring... <laughs> Classes specifically in lieu of cre- turning a class into the character, uh-huh. which is basically a playbook. And like, this is why I encourage game literacy, not because I want people to stop playing D&D, but because I want people to understand how to make those things that they want to yeah, make.
0: So- or somehow you have like a wildly successful Kickstarter about Jane Austen novels using Dungeons & Dragons, which I just... And it- it's not like, what if a Regency setting... Married to a fantasy setting where it's like, oh, you know, so cool. the Bennets have to worry about how a dragon has moved into the neighborhood. And wait, he's actually an eligible bachelor. I would it, love it's that not, game. Holy I shit. Would, one, I would love that. That that Kickstarter drove me crazy because it was about, like, a wedding and there was a murder mystery. And it was it was not... I have no idea. How, like, I don't know if the person had ever read Jane Austen. <laughs> like, it just blew me away that, like, there are so many other systems that you could have used to try to
1: gamify or like or like, like fucking good society exists <laughs> like <laughs> but, oh my but God. the thing the thing about <laughs> the thing that makes that so frustrating and self-parodying to me is that it is astoundingly illiterate like right. game illiterate. illiterate like there's yeah. nothing wrong with wanting to use d20s and skills and skill checks to play a Jane Austen game I, honestly it's there's nothing like they wrong say with it's, that
0: it's the world's most popular role playing game it prints money if you have a good concept and i don't begrudge the hustle in any way <laughs> but,
1: but it, it frustrates but when-
0: me as a as a literature focused english major and as a professional game designer to see someone trying to sell a Jane Austen Dungeons & Dragons game that is neither Jane Austen nor Dungeons Dragons. (laughs) But
1: but like, when you get to the, there were literally like ballroom maps and I'm like, no, stop. I'm going to stop you right there. It's just, it's, it's, it's baffling. It's interesting. It's, It's bemusing. Like, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone wanting to break up the games they are familiar with to create a play experience. Like, I just very happily talked about how my friends did that, right? Right. It's just aggravating and frustrating when people do that for money and then do it in the most I know nothing about games way ever. Like, I don't care if you want to use D20s. I don't care if you want to use sort of a playbook meets class system to, like, roleplay specific characters. I actually think that's pretty good. Like, I like Lady Blackbird does that if you're going to follow. And the thing is that if you want to do that, there are so many games to learn from in order to basically create the best version. And that's all I'm saying, is just learn these other things so that you can write the thing you want to write. And I will judge you for using D20s, but that's because I'm a snob, not because it's a bad choice. <laughs> it's, I'm trying to think, like,
0: like, imagine trying to, like, roll a fucking survival check.
1: Why would you roll a, a survival check in a Regency era game about, like, courtship? Like. Oh, hang
0: on, I'm gonna use my acrobatics rule
1: to Where
0: are you tumbling? Yeah. <laughs> what are you climbing? Yeah. You're going to ruin your
1: petticoats. You can go back to our episode on skill lists about how skill lists should inform the things you're doing in the game, and so like if you're going to break that apart, then maybe you should start there. <laughs> so since we mentioned Dee's Calvin Ball game earlier, right. I'm I'm gonna let you in on the secret sauce of Dee's Calvin Ball Game. Yeah. Is that that works because D adjudicates each individual character according to their system. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's how they do it. And like, uh, when we played the big streamed game, which I think is probably on YouTube that everybody can watch, was that for OPPCon last year? I think it might. have been.
0: We'll have to find the link. We'll and have to find the to link. We'll, we'll
1: have to figure it out. But I think I think that's out there, and you can watch it. And I was playing in it, but I knew the systems everybody was playing. Yeah. And so, like, there were occasions where D was like, what does that mean? And I was like, I know Even what it Even the My means. Little Pony system? The My Little Pony system was, I believe, a D20 variant. So, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did
0: someone really take Dungeons and Dragons and apply it to My Little Pony? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Po- po- uh, Pony Finder.
0: Oh my God, Pony Finder! I don't,
1: I don't think the version Eddie I'm was using was up. specifically the Pony Finder version. I think it was closer to like a Pugmire <laughs> take on it. Okay, see, Which, like right, you
0: said, Eddie, and I was like, okay, it was probably it was yeah, Pugmire's is, is a well, very like good I know, example. I know
1: that yeah. there is a super crunchy Pathfinder version, and I think the okay. version Eddie was using is more like that, but the Pugmire version, and I don't think Eddie wrote it. I think it was just someone kind of did the like. The real good, like, stripped-down d that Pugmire uses and uses it for, for My Little Pony, which works! We
0: talk about D&D, and, and we shit on D&D 5e and, and D20, and then I remember Pugmire, and I'm like, oh, but Pugmire fucking rules. I loved running Pugmire. That was so much fun.
1: Well, like, Pug, so, yeah, let's talk about Pugmire for a second, because system okay. matters. And, like, D&D, right. and, like, Pugmire looked at D&D, went, yeah, classes, races, adventure, mm-hmm. D20s, mm-hmm. And then stripped it down to those bare parts, and then cleaned it up and made it fit the idea of playing sentient dog and cat people, bird people, and lizard 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 people, people, lizard people, rat folk, yeah, in a post in a post apocalyptic world that no longer has people in it. Right. Yeah.
0: it's cool as hell. hell. And like and it actually and and he actually broke it up into like you have Pugmire, you can play your dog folks, Mm -hmm. and then you have. The Monarchies of Mao, where you can play your cat folks, and you can mix them if you want to, but but they do also have their own separate rules. Yeah,
1: but the other thing I wanted to say, too, is that, like, if your system is, if you're playing a game, and the system is fighting you so much that you don't want to use it, that's bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And either you are playing the wrong game for the thing you want to do, or you are playing a game that's not very well designed. Right, right, right. This, okay,
0: so you're talking about, like, you're fighting with the system. Right. Maybe it's right, not right, the right, right system. This sort of leads us a little bit uncharitably through Exalted Third Edition and into the design philosophy behind Exalted
1: Essence. I mean I, I so I wanna I only wanna talk about Essence. I don't really wanna <laughs> Okay. So I wanna I, I wanna talk about how Essence was designed specifically to be fun to engage with. Like, we put a fuck ton of work into making sure that the rules themselves were enjoyable to engage with. And, like, fans love to argue about whether or not the essence fight rules are realistic, which I'm going to tell you right now they're not, because that's not what they were designed for. They're not designed for realism. We're not trying to simulate They were not reality. designed for realism. Uh, they were kind of designed to be cinematic, and I think it hits that beat, but what they were really designed for was to be fun to play.
0: Yeah. Sometimes simulating reality isn't fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes like, it's not very fun. If you're going to look at it and critique it, I want you all to understand that, like, essence is specifically designed to be fun and to keep players in the game and for them to enjoy playing with the rules. Yes. It's yes. not like specifically the the thing the charms, the dice rolls, the difficulty, stunting the way all of that works is designed to make people want to do it. And a uh, a great side effect of this too is
0: that I hear a lot from Various individuals within my circles That Essence is also a lot of fun to write for Not just to play That the the system is, is, is so much fun That they don't just want to play with the rules as written They want to create new widgets for
1: Yes, I mean it was also designed Specifically to be easy to pick up Right And easy to Now I will say that writing stuff for games is always a little hard And converting stuff is always a little hard But like we wanted it to Be fun to play with and by virtue of being fun to play with will ex- inspire you to want to make your own stuff. And because it's fun to play with, you'll want to do it a lot and therefore understand how it works and therefore have an easy time to- time writing it. Right. And I think we succeeded tremendously.
0: I think so, too. Not to, to- our our own collective horn, but yeah, like a, yeah. like a doot wolf. But I think we
1: did a great job. <laughs> I think we did a great job, too. And like, I, I just want you to know that that was done on purpose. We did that on purpose. It is meant to be fun to play. It is meant to be fun to engage with. And they're like, we didn't do like white room testing for balance, which like, that happened as part of it. But like, H and I did some, some fights and some other scenes where we just sort of, we engaged literally with just the rules. Right. Like, not with the framework of a campaign. But just like, we just ran a fight and sort of played it like a, like a versus board game. Where, like, H was playing, had an antagonist, we were t- testing antagonist rules, I had a couple PCs and I was testing some PC rules, and we just like ran through a fight, no framing, no stuff like that, which people would call a white room, but the point was not to like make sure that everything worked absent something else, it was to make sure that the rules were fun to play. Yeah, that nothing had any sort of, you know, n-
0: that nothing felt bad to engage with, right, so- that nothing made like took away from the enjoyment. right.
1: It was to check to make sure that, like, things wouldn't remove characters from play to make sure that negative mechanics were still exciting to engage with, that, like, if you stripped the game down to just roles, was it it basically, like, a fun board game? Were there any powers that we were testing that were too overwhelming? Did they slow the fight down? Did they, you know, cause choice paralysis? Did they Mm -hmm. make it hard for me to decide what I was going to do next? And, like, all these things were not... That's balance, I guess. <laughs> but like, it's balance
0: in a sense, yeah. When you're balancing for right. whether a system is fun to engage with, which is important because that's where s- that's one of the reasons why system matters. If you're if you're like you were saying earlier, if your system is a fucking bear to engage with, people aren't going to play your game.
1: Yeah. Yes. That's, I mean,
0: that's all there is to it.
1: That's all there is to it. And we had a fight, like a big climactic end of the story arc fight in our home game that lasted three sessions, and nobody was bored. Really? Yep. That's like something you put on the game's resume. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, a big throwdown fight with a ton of enemies and a big boss and like... It went on for three sessions and everyone had a good time. So like, if that's not a demonstration that it fucking worked, I don't know what is. I mean, yeah.
0: every Everybody I mean, had it- fun playing a game. Sounds like a successful game.
1: Yeah, I mean like, of course there were down times where people were like, looking at twitter or whatever on their phone because that just happens like there's no two ways around the fact that like describing your action and making choices can take a few minutes and you got to take your turn uh but like nobody was checked out completely yeah it was more like i'm going to lightly sit here and like check discord or tell people what's going on or like read my thing until it is my turn which i think is a perfectly valid way to to be but you can i i you can definitely ch- tell when someone is like i'm tired of this Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, we, and we have, again, we have another episode about that on player engagement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have so many episodes now. We do. And I think now we have one more because I think this is the end of this episode.
1: I think it is. I think I've run out of steam. Monica. Yeah. Where could they find our show? They can find the show at com, which is part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Could Can they email us, though? Where's our email? Yeah, they can email us if you want to send us a really lovely email that I will read and forget to reply to, you can send it to <laughs> bonusexpcast at gmail.com.
0: We have a Twitter, too, though. Like, where's our Twitter?
1: Yeah, you want to add us on Twitter? You want to tell a system does or doesn't matter? You want to get in a big argument? You want to start some discourse with you us? You want to ruffle some feathers? Yeah, we won't answer you. It's at bxpcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, why don't you tell them uh, where they could find us on the Discords?
1: Yeah, if you have Discord and you want to hang out with us, we have a lovely community on Discord. TinyURL.com slash BXP Discord. The Discord itself is public. I think people think it's for patrons only, but it's not. It's public. Yes. Anyone can join. Yeah, anyone can join. We have a we have a little subsection for systematic understanding of everything.
0: I've I've complained about this at length, but if we get to a certain level of boosts, we can have a custom URL that isn't a tiny URL, but it requires spending like a ridiculous amount of money on yeah, I don't Discord, care. So whatever, I, I don't care. That's whatever. fine. Anybody can join. You, it's just that if you're a patron you get like the cool colours yeah. and the cool room Yes. Of- Yep,
1: and we give you cool colors, and then there's streams. there's a there, yeah there's a private room where like we hang out in all the channels because it's a small it's not really a huge community, and we moderate it, so we're there all the time. But like, you get our personal attention in a private room. you get to hang out with just us.
0: Where <laughs> uh, we stare at you like unbroken we're eye
1: contact. Yep. we tap on the glass that you're behind. I'm
0: breathing heavily.
1: Yep. Okay, now um, about the twitters though. Right now about the twitters. Yeah. We're... And your yeah, tumblers, or the, tum- or the and tumblers, and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah, on on the Twitter, um, which I'm checking less of these days. Mm-hmm. I'm at Zenith Sun, mm-hmm. and on on the tumblers where like uh, you can, if you want to, like Tumblr has the ask function. If you want to go on Tumblr and ask a Dice Wizard design questions, <laughs> I would love that. Uh, I am Dice Dash Wizard on Tumblr. Okay, I'm following yep. you on Tumblr. You are following me on Tumblr. I'm following you back. Yep, we're mutuals. I
0: am on Twitter. I'm Ray W. Cole on Twitter. I'm still there. I don't spend as much time there lately, like Monica said. The the news cycle has been fucking horrific, and it's harder to curate on Twitter than it is on Tumblr, weirdly enough. And I now have a a Tumblr. My Tumblr is Ray as intended. That's R-A-I as intended. (laughs) That's a a good one. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's I it. Think we're good. Yeah, yeah all right, yeah, cool. Yeah. Everybody get okay, out. All right all right. all right, all right, bye. Everybody get out and change it if you want to.
1: Change it if you want to.
0: Do I have to do this? Oh, fine. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. Uh, and edited by Margaret. Our logo and art is by Nino Studios. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the Attribution Non-Commercial Creative Commons License. BXP is part of the Misdirected Mark Network. What? What is all this?
1: I'm not reading this. Fuck it. Bye.
0: Alright. Alright. Let me get my clickies out.
1: Alright, it, get
0: click? Get it Alright. Uh, uh, ADHD maximum power! No! Alright, okay. Okay, you did. Alright. I'm good. Alright, cool.